All right. It's been a little while. You've missed your fix. Something Gate is back. Here comes episode 26. Let's go. From another short hiatus of Something Gate. Short. <laughs> well, not as long as the first hiatus. <laughs> That's true. I'm Jared. I'm Steve. And we are joined by the one and only Mama Claire herself. Hi. Mama Claire. Glad to have you here, sweetheart. Thanks for having me. Oh, I thought he was talking to me. Oh. Well, he really was. I just was, like, trying to infringe. Oh. <laughs> Were you interjecting? I was. You know, it's what Jared would do. Well, Claire recorded with Brennan last week. I've got to, uh, I've got to edit that episode. Yes, please. And uh, we recorded with. You're going to get a disease a couple weeks before that. So we've been around. We've had we've had the shows out there. We just haven't had our own show put together in a few weeks, Steve. Been a little bit busy. Yeah, for uh, it's weird when you when your or my schedule like just never seems to match up. I mean, most of the time we find at least a day a week where we can hang out and either record or at least hang out and just do something. And it's been a nightmare the past few weeks. Yeah. So what you been up to, man? What's kept you so busy? Uh, work, man. Just work, work, work. Holiday and retail. So longer hours, extra days, and all the fun that goes along with consumers. Yay, consumers. <clears throat> yeah, well, I've been uh, I've been busy at work as well, as usual, but uh, getting ready for finals here at, in class and just trying to get my uh, classwork done and all that and... Still have somewhat of a social life, and just happens to be my nights were ending up when you didn't, when you were busy and your yeah, nights were free. I had stuff going on. Yeah. Holiday time tends to be a little bit uh, yeah. action packed when it comes to stuff to do. It is what it is. It is. Claire, what have you been up to lately? All the things. <laughs> <laughs> Hence my lack of recording. I transitioned to a new job, so that's kept congratulations me busy. on Thank that. Thank you very much. It's pretty awesome. I don't hate my life anymore, so that's good. Um, I liked parts of my life, like my home life, my friend life, my family life, but my work life sucked. So I'm much happier now. Hooray! Let me edit that out. That my work life sucked? No, I think it's truthful. You know, when you talk about, and something that we talk about on my show all the time is like really, you know, being happy with yourself and where you're at and where you're going, and I wasn't happy with where I was at. Understandable. Um, it wasn't speaking to my core strengths and core personality, and so... I put in for something that I really wanted, and I got it. So go after your dreams, folks. It's hard to do sometimes. It's scary, that's for sure. But, you know, it, in retrospect, like, I would have continued to do it and smiled about it as much as possible. But sure. it's nice to be able to move past that into something that I really love. And now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry, everybody. I've been so cranky and miserable. <laughs> so uh, it's nice to be able to move on and get to do something that I really, truly love. So Good, good. I remember back when you uh, took that position originally, because mm-hmm. uh, Claire was off for a while with Mara after she had her daughter, and uh, she decided she wanted to go back to work, and she had an opportunity at Alta, and she went there because, not only because it was a job opportunity, she wanted to go back to work, but because she said, you know, I could really, I think I could go there and have a chance at getting into what she really wanted to get into, what her degree was in and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of cool to see her get what she went after. Yeah, you know, and so. very, very highly thought of from your old staff. Like, when I interviewed with them, they were like, oh, so you know Claire. And I was like, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
I'm, I'm glad they do. So much so they asked me back. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's good. It's good. It's nice to be with somebody that's doing great things and is going places. And, you know, it takes time for big transitions to happen. And the t- we're in the process of that and growing yeah. and doing things. And, you know, you talk to our retail and it's cool to be, like, listening to we just had our town hall and released all our numbers. Not only was that good, but they made good improvements for our customers this year, especially in terms of e-commerce, which is awesome, which is really kind of exciting. When you hear, you know, every time people post on social media, they think it doesn't make a difference. Sometimes it does, and this was a case where it did make a difference. People had shitty service last year. Mm -hmm. My company went, fuck that noise, we're not going to do it again. So they made big, huge strides to make sure that people got their stuff when they got it and as they wanted it. So that's good. It's very good. That's awesome. So anything else going on lately? No? Yes? No, not too much. No? All right. Been baking all the things today. Yeah, it's been like a, <laughs> Steve came over around noon today to watch some football, hang out, do a couple things, and Claire's been baking, I think, since 10 o'clock this morning, and it's 5 o'clock right now. Mm-hmm. Oven's been on nonstop. She's been like a crazy woman going back and forth. It's a thing. <laughs> so, that's good. Everybody's been busy. I mean, productively busy. That's fun. Um, what about fun, man? What have, what have you guys done Lily, that's fine. Have you see anything? Watch anything? I've been watching a lot of movies on Netflix because that's, you know, I'll get home 8 39 at night and it's just shut down time. So <clears throat> I've seen, uh, watched the new Bond, watched uh, Jessica Jones, watched Ant Man. Excellent. Yeah, I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about White and Nerdy. I want to talk about Jessica Jones and uh, the trailer that came out today and the trailer that we just watched. We're going we're gonna to cover that. And uh, white and nerdy, so that's a little preview of what's coming up, guys. But uh, you said you saw Bond. I want to know about that. I thought it was good. Uh, Spectre is the new James Bond. Um, much more traditional than the other Daniel Craig Bonds. Really? Um, you know, you had you know the big sinister organization. You had the bad guy. You had uh, you had some quips. You had a little bit of humor from Bond. Right. Uh, you had some gadgets back. You had the Bond mobile back. It's... Uh, very um, different from the, his previous three films, but an excellent tie back to like your Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan, and your Roger Moore's type. Um, Pre- previous to Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan was my favorite. I think uh, I think that's going to be true for a lot of our generation because yeah. who doesn't remember playing Goldeneye just until the cows came home and yep. um, yeah, Goldeneye was one of my is still one of my favorite it's a Bond great movies. Movie. Um, I think a lot of the Roger Moore slash Sean Connery ones were things our parents watched, yeah. and we kind of had his background noise. Yeah. You know, it's and not like that we don't appreciate them or can't like them. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're familiar with the mythos and everything mm-hmm. from that. Um, we'll do a quick roundtable here. Like, now, do you guys think that James Bond is always James Bond, and you believe in, like, the sliding time scale, or do you think James Bond is the title, and different uh, members of MI6 just inherit it? I believe that per the movies and the books and everything that it's a it's a sliding time scale. I would believe and I would think that it'd be easy to transition it into the position type thing. Okay. And I think that's a good way to think about it, but I just I mean the movies exist in their current time frames. You don't see it's not like we're watching you know, we're not watching Spectre right now with it being back in 1960s Russia. The, mm-hmm. the, it seems that the James Bond movies have always been um, pretty close to current time frame, which is different actors. So I think, I, I like the sighting timescale, but at the same time, if it was a title, it would make sense as well. 
Um, I don't have any really relevance to base it on to say that it is a sliding time scale thing. Like we're just it's the same guy going through everything. So now that I talk it out a little bit more, I mean, I can see it really from both angles, but I, I tend to believe that the things that happened to Bond in the past happened to him, I mean, still affect how he is right now. But I wouldn't be opposed to looking at it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really thought about it before now. I like the idea of an inherited title only because it allows it to continue to go through, you know, continues it to be timeless. As opposed to the sliding time scale, which then, you know... I think sometimes the problem you have with sliding time scales or the same person is the same problem you have in a lot of comic books, is that eventually the origin story gets recreated too many times, and then it's like, well, what's the actual origin story? What's the actual character arc? Mm-hmm. I think if, as you continue to use the sliding scale, you lose character development in that it gets too muddy. You know, you, someone comes in... Like, think about the Simpsons reinventing, you know, how yeah. Homer and Marge got together 14 times. <coughs> it's kind of like yeah. that. Whereas if it's inherited title... It it allows that other like origin stories to become a little bit more um, acceptable if they're not quite the same or they haven't quite gone through the same things, but similar, you know, to the gift that you know it's a specific type of person that can be Bond. It's not just somebody off the street from MI6 that you know did a good job today. So so basically, which like what Steve's saying is kind of like looking at kind of like the Kingsman, to where okay, well, yeah, we need to replace Lancelot. Exactly, yes. we need to replace Galahad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that for that movie, and I can see it work very well for this. I mean, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree that it's the sliding time scale. I don't think there's anything that leads me to believe that they're different agents inheriting a title uh, because he has too many character traits that are carried over throughout the movies. Right. Um, I'm not opposed to it being um, an inherited title either because, like Claire said, you can keep going and it could end up being like Doctor Who in a way where it's just exactly. you know, everybody brings something different to the character, and you can redevelop um, character traits from that. So let me kind of bounce off of that whole development and everything and, and retelling of stories and all that. Did you hear that the copyright for James Bond is up? I think I saw... Um, I watched Everything or Nothing, which is a documentary that chronicles it up until Skyfall. Okay. And they had mentioned that it was going to be running out in a couple of years. Yeah, it's as of, like, I think two days ago, it... it came due. Oh. So now the James Bond copyright doesn't exist anymore. Interesting. So, I mean, do you think that's going to lead to like, I mean, anybody, I mean, really anybody now can take and retell the story, reprint it, have it free and open? I, um, mean, I would be totally fine with that. There was a while where um, Sean Connery and Roger Moore were making Bond films for competing film studios. So I'm all for something like that. Um, I think Daniel Craig is probably done with uh, the end of Spectre leaves it as a nice place where it could be okay. These four movies were Daniel Craig is Bond. Sure. And you can now move on with another actor in his place. And I think right now, honestly, for my for me, especially looking at the not sliding timescale, but looking at it as a title, I think now would be the perfect time to do it because I really would like to see somebody like Idris Alba being yeah, James Bond. I could, I could and totally that would be the that. perfect transition to go... To like have to have Daniel Craig, you know, resign from MI6 or whatever, yeah, right off retirement, the sunset, and then they will, you know, Idris Elba walks in under a different moniker, mm-hmm. and they, and then there's and she, hello 008, welcome to 007. Right, hello. Here, here's your martini. Yeah, hello, Hank. Your name's now, you know, you'll, from now on, you'll be known as James Bond 007. All right, so we've seen Bond. Claire and I just saw Krampus. Okay, how mm-hmm. was that? 
Um, Interesting. I liked it. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was exactly what I was hoping. You know, you could tell, especially the actors. That it seems gonna be, like it's going to be really offbeat. It off is beat, very offbeat. I watched campy. it like, very confused. Like, like I didn't know how to feel. Like I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I wasn't scared. I was more like, hello. <laughs> um, so what happened? Things. <laughs> things. <laughs> right. I was I was talking to somebody earlier and yesterday, and I said like. The, the closest thing I think I could liken it to is Jeepers Creepers. Okay, I heard, I heard uh, some loose parallels to Gremlins. That would probably be more along the lines. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's I could see that parallel to Gremlins. Um, the thing that wasn't in Gremlins that is in this is you still have that main character, that main um, quote-unquote evil archetype that's in it okay. with... And Krampus, there's helpers and stuff that he uses. Um, to whereas Gremlins, it's more of a like critters or something like that. I think, yeah. which is why, like in Jeepers Creepers, it's this. Okay. He's the he's the driving negative plot force of the thing. Okay. Um, Jeepers Creepers was more horror movie and more like more real horror movie, but like the the comedy thing to where like you know how Gremlins, it's it's not a comedy, but there's that tongue in cheek thing that'll make you giggle every now and yeah. again. That style is more correct than Jeepers Creepers. But, like, if you were to take Jeepers Creepers' character and Gremlins' style and kind of smash them together, then you get Krampus. Okay. You know, I think Krampus, more than anything, missed and laugh at me all you will, some character story arc, like some finality for some of the characters. I know that sounds silly, but it seemed like there were a lot of characters in there that you never quite got a development on. Does that make sense? Like oh, so they're just fodder. Yes, but every character's like fodder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there were a couple points. Um, I, this probably isn't going to spoil like the advent calendar thingy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like I don't think I missed that unless it was just from bad service. But I was like, at the end, it made sense. So I was like, it kind of just appeared out of nowhere to me when what? they first opened the door for the for the day for the advent calendar mm-hmm. like it's not like you saw it previous to there is what i thought and maybe you did if you were paying attention but yeah they opened the advent calendar every day i know and, they did okay. but it but it's not like the i had it been that way i would have expected the movie to open with the advent calendar oh i see what you you're know saying. what i'm okay. saying all right yeah. but it didn't it happened a third of the way into the movie and then they started opening the days okay and that's where i you know what i'm saying where it seemed like not, there was it was missing some stuff i got you like maybe things got cut or whatever kind of um, like, kind of like seventh son where all of a sudden he's just a badass and has all yes, the spells and yes exactly like, and i think yeah. that's the case and it, like i said it could have been cuz we just we kind of got some interesting service at the iFit last night, uh, so um, the uh, our waiter kept coming in and talking to me during the movie, and we'd be like, "Are you guys fine? Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and like, uh, so I miss I kept missing minutes of the movie. <laughs> Does that make sense? When you've missed minutes of the movie six times. But why did he come keep coming in and asking? So first of all, we were the first people in the theater live outside of like Ish, one other couple, whatever, whatever, and we went in 15 minutes ahead of time. They did not come in to take our order, like our seats, until after the movie started. Oh, fuck. Post previews. Post previews, which is not how I pick generally runs. No, that's pretty shitty for so, them. Yeah. yeah. So not until after the movie started, they take our order. Some people sit down in front of us because they were late. And then it's an hour into the movie and we haven't gotten our food yet. Oh. Yeah. Bogus. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we'd ordered an appetizer and two entrees, so it's not like we ordered, you know, just one thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, because they brought us our popcorn before we even ordered yet. Um, <laughs> they brought us our popcorn before the lights went down. Yeah. Um, so, and then finally he, so then he came back and checked on us, because he'd, he'd come in and checked on us a couple times before that. Uh, like, did you guys get your food? No, we didn't. Okay, I'm gonna go back and check. And then he came back and said, "You know, your food." Um, <laughs> so what happened was, <laughs> uh, your food should be coming out shortly. And then it never did. And then he came back and, like, we were gonna tell him not to, uh, like, just don't bring it. Yeah. And like, there's no call buttons there, FYI, and he's in Premium Plus. <laughs> um, and I was, about, I'm like, I toyed with myself for a minute or two. I'm like, do I just hit the button and tell him to cancel at this point? I mean, we're an hour in. Um, and then he, like, then he walked in and he's like, so we messed up. And I'm like, oh, good. I was about to tell him, um, I was about to tell him then too, like, don't, don't worry about it. But then he's like, we're going to bring you your food and it's free. And I'm like, yeah, bring me my food. (laughs) So then he brought us our food. So we got appetizers and two things. But then, you know, he kept checking to make sure everything was okay. And that's where, and then he came in to tell me he was going to bring me a check, but it'd be zero. And then he came in to tell me he wasn't going to bring me a check. You know what I'm saying? So by the time the movie was over, he'd been in six or seven times. Um, He was trying to give good service, which thank you for that. But in a movie where it's all like, not a whole lot of development and character stuff. Like, you're missing a couple minutes. You're like, shit, did I miss something? I felt like I was missing some things. Or there just wasn't good, super good plot development. I don't know why I was expecting super good plot. I wasn't really expecting super good plot. It was what it was. That's for sure. Um, so it worked out pretty well. Okay. I like free food. Free stuff is good. I will take it. And uh, so it's the cheapest trip to IPIC ever. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of nice. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, $50 free meal. Yep. Nice. Huge plus. The other, thing, the other thing that we've been addicted to of stuff that we've seen is the Disturbed Sound of Silence cover. Video. Oh, I saw that on the YouTube. It yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if anybody's listening that is a fan of Disturbed. Or, or the Sound of or Silence. Or the song the Sound of Silence, check it out. It is really, really good cover. I like when bands... It's kind of like I was talking to somebody else, and I, I was I was likening it to a lot to the uh, Metallica cover of "Turn the Page," mm-hmm. like where you're taking the song and you're doing the song, you're just doing it in your style, but you're not mm-hmm. like putting crazy extra stuff into it. Which I like I like covers like that too, but hearing a song in somebody else's style, yeah. but done in the same cadence and same you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a real good mix of the style. So if anybody likes Disturbed or that song, I really recommend checking it out. It's neat because they do a, you know, it's it's true to song and that it's familiar, but they've made it their own. They'll put their own stamp on it. Like, there's two types of covers you can do. Your cover either better sound exactly like it should, or it needs to be different enough that you know it's a different rendition. Okay. And you know it's a different rendition. You know it's not Simon and Garfunkel, obviously. But what they did was just so good. It was just okay. excellent. So Kind of like uh, Trent Reznor and Johnny Cash doing yeah. Hurt. Yeah, doing Hurt. You yeah, know what? Actually, good. it was like the reverse of Hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to, you know, like an old-time singer taking on a newer song. It was, you know, a newer singer taking on an older song. So it was, it was very much like actually, that's that. a really good, that's a really, that's a better I said, actually yeah. made that same comparison yeah. after we watched yeah, it. It right. reminded me a lot of, like, Johnny Cash's rendition of Hurt. And that same feeling that you get of, like, I know this song, but, that, but it's just yeah. different enough that you, that you can appreciate both. Okay. For their, their, their I got you. aspects, so. All right. And uh, 
So I kind of want to bounce over to the sports thing right now. Let's watch the Bears get their asses beat by the, by I think Jeremy called him the offensive juggernaut that is the uh, Washington Redskins. So that was terrifying. So that's still been a fun thing to watch. I mean, aside from Robbie Gold destroying the team this year, they've been in it for a lot of it, I think. You know, Robbie Gold's entitled to a bad year with the shit that he's had around him. Yeah, unfortunately, he's probably not going to end the seat. He's not going to be on the team next season because he is slated to make, after his signing bonus, I'm sorry, roster bonus and guaranteed money, he's slated to make $3.5 million (laughs) as a kicker. And that's going to end him in the unemployment line, I think. And they can just draft one or pick one up as a uh, free agent. I'll do it. What's the limit? <laughs> Eight hundred thousand. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can miss it just as good as he does. <laughs> so let's talk about Chicago baseball, though. Some couple things happened this week over the past couple weeks, and yeah. and makes me terrified for the next few years again. Yeah. Being on the wrong side of town for the next decade. Ugh. Steve, go into it, man. What, what happened this week? Well. The the White Sox have been making some moves, uh, almost by omission, clearing their roster, not uh, re-signing people. Uh, right. Didn't make a serious bid on Jeff Samarja, so he's gone. I'm not too heartbroken about Thank that. Thank God I called that at the beginning of the season. He's a garbage. My dreams have come true because Alexi Ramirez and Tyler Flowers are both gone. So oh, not baseball <laughs> face! Well, that's Gordon Beckham, but he's gone too. So, oh yeah, sorry. Ramirez and Flowers and so Flowers Beckham. And Beckham. Yeah. So, a lot of a lot of house clearing going on. But hey, Aaron Rowan is back on player development. So good old Crash. Keep him. T- keep him away from the wall. <laughs> good old Crash going to teach you how to sacrifice your bodies <laughs> and your face. Yeah. Um, but you know, most of that's been eclipsed by. A mega signing by the Chicago Cubs. Yep. And I personally blame my uh, cousins in Missouri for letting this happen, even though I don't know why they would be responsible, but I'm going to just go ahead and say that they are. Because Cardinals. Yeah. So, Jared, who'd the Cubs pick up? The Cubs picked up Jason Hayward for six years, $186 million. He's being paid over $30 million a year with an with a opt-out after the third and fourth year of the contract. Yeah, so the Boston Red Cubs. Uh, <laughs> Theo Epstein is doing... Bringing the pain with their pocketbook. Yep, and he is doing every single thing that Ricketts brought him in to do, and he is doing it well. Yeah. And I hate them. Oh, not. Oh yeah, by the way, they also got Ben Zobrist. So, yeah. you know, no big deal. Just best freaking utility player in baseball. Yeah. Arguably. I mean, he's old, but at this at this point, he can play every single position on the field aside from pitcher and catcher. He can play every single position. I wouldn't put it past him to be a pitcher, honestly. No, I guess if you're going to have any guy pitch that's not your pitcher, wouldn't you ask him first? Hey, yeah. you ever done that? Hell yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, you got a shortstop arm? Take, <laughs> take the mound. Yeah. So, it's insane. I mean, this team, again, like I've said a hundred times, I'm really happy for my friends that are going to be able to enjoy this, and I'm really glad that we don't have to see them more than six games a year. Yeah. Um... But, oh, God, it's going to be just – they are set up. I mean, I don't think there is another team that has worked as well to set themselves up for sustained success. Whether or not they do it or not, but to set yeah. themselves up for sustained success, you still have to play the games, right? Yep. But on paper, this team – and they're not even done making moves, but this team is yeah, and these are just these are just the winter meetings. Like, we're not even into yeah. the, to the thick shit yet. And – 
they've got their farm system in order. Like that's the they haven't problem. had to give anything up. I know that's the problem with the White Sox is that Reinsdorf and Kenny Williams are so into being competitive now that they'll give away the house right now, and we've got nothing to fall back on. Like yeah. Gordon Beckham was our hottest prospect in the last decade, and how'd that work out? Not good. I don't know. Abreu was, Abreu was pretty good. Yeah, but Abreu is not homegrown. Yeah, tr- okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, he was just a professional baseball player that we brought in from another yeah, country. Yeah, he's a ringer. <laughs> yeah. And I am okay with ringers. I find nothing wrong with them, but unfortunately, yep. long-term sustainability on the south side of town is going to be uh, brutal for a little while. I mean, they're set up to where if they get hot going into the playoffs or something, they have a chance. To go to the ALCS well, or something I mean, and unf- get beat by the Cubs in the World Series. Yeah, unfortunately, the worst thing that happened to the White Sox was the tear that they went on right before the All Star game because everyone's oh. like, everyone's like, okay, we're here, we're hitting our groove. No, now go for it. When you should have been waving the white. Flag. Everybody in management was doing that. When everybody else that records a show called Something Gate was going sell, sell. And they didn't sell, sell. And yeah. now the only um, the only year in the last probably twelve years that I haven't been to a game. I didn't go to a game this year either. Yeah. Me either. Which was it, it's odd. I think I've been to at least one every year for the past five years for me. Yeah, that's it's very very odd. Um, so I mean, I still go to the I still go to see the White Sox. I love them. Um, I'll be there, crying on everybody else's shoulder. Yeah. But it's there's a, a tear in my beer. Yeah, it's other brothers' turn to uh, have it, have their fun now. So hopefully, we can do something in the American League, and yeah. and then you know when they re release Back to the Future, they can you know change the timeline to. <laughs> Claire, do you have any opinion on the baseball stuff? Go Sox! <laughs> Here you have it, folks. On the player, go so Sox! <laughs> hey, you know what? I watch football. I love me some baseball. But I like watching baseball and enjoying it, but I'm not a super, super fan like the rest of y'all are. And, uh, yeah. That's fine. Go Sox, though. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the baseball season is so long, and I lo- like I said, I love watching baseball, especially live. Um, oh, yeah. But it's Golden a long great. season. It's hard for me to be super invested for that long. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It's yeah. just the truth of the matter. But I listen to it, and I like the updates and all that other stuff. And any time we get a chance to go, I absolutely love to go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Fair enough. <laughs> go, team, go. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about briefly uh, before we move on to our regular scheduled portions of the show Woo-hoo. is that uh, this may be a more in-depth topic later on as it for uh, white and nerdy, but something else happened today that's going to be investing some part of our times is uh, – Myself, Steve, and Claire <laughs> were uh, notified that World of Warcraft has dropped their price on their game and the expansion and allowed it to make They made it pretty cost-effective for players like me to come back and new players to start. So we're going to be uh, checking that out over the next few weeks or a month and seeing kind of how it goes. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. She'll come play with us. Um, so that'll probably be a topic for white and nerdy, but I think that's going to be taking up some of our, uh, <laughs> some of our free time at some point. Yeah. It's very possible. <laughs> Claire and I had a lot of fun with that back in the day, so it'll be, uh, now that the kids are kind of, you know, self-reliant on things, it'll be kind of fun to see yeah. how that goes. Absolutely. So stay tuned for further episodes to get an update on the, whether or not we like the, like for me, I can talk about whether or not I like the stuff that's been updated and uh, just kind of get a new, fresh fresh opinion from Steve on things, on whether he likes the game or not. 
And then from Claire, because she stopped playing way long ago, many years ago, mm-hmm. to see what she thinks about the way about the change that's been made to the game. Probably about a decade like ago, about, really. Since about 10 years. So that'll be a topic later on for another white and nerdy. For sure. But uh, with it being the holiday season, when everybody's trying to fill the spots underneath the Christmas tree. True, true story as well. Getting done, having Thanksgiving dinner with their family. Adulting 101 is going to talk about shopping etiquette. Steve, what is Adulting 101? Adulting 101 is where our collective group uses our hard-won experience and natural maturity to tell you young folks that are grown-ass adults how to be grown-ass adults. So let's bounce right into it. Shopping Do's and don'ts, things you should and should not do, especially during the holiday season, but this applies to all times. Claire, I know you had an issue yesterday with your shopping. Oh my gosh. So well, let's just bust into that a little bit. So what, what happened to you? I went to the Target because Fancy. Cartwheel <laughs> is the most amazing thing on the planet. <laughs> and Cartwheel keeps making me go back to Target because they keep giving me really good deals on shit that I want. Because we keep going back to Target. <laughs> because we keep going back to Target. So there's that, but on top of that, so... I'm looking around and see my favorite cashier. I'm like, yay, my favorite cashier. Who, mind you, it's not that I shop at Target that much, but he was our, he was working. At, he worked at Jewel for a couple of years, so so there's that. And then he moved to Target. Um, anyways, and I was like, oh cool, there's there's the cool cashier. And there were a bunch of people in line. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna walk down here. Well, then some lady decides she's gonna cut over in front of me. She's a whole fucking cart full of stuff. I have like seven things. She has an entire cart full. And then she's one of those people. So, here's my adulting 101. If you are going to be green and conscious of the planet and bring all of your, like, reusable bags, please don't be a bitch about how they fill them. Like, they don't sit there and dictate how everything should be done. Like, hand them your bags and let them fill them. But no, we have to do that. And then she had a stack of freaking coupons, and everything had a thing, and it was just, it was getting to the point of, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't shop on a Saturday, when everybody's there, it's in the middle of Christmas, and it was not like she was buying anything spectacular. It's something that had to be bought. She had her kids in tow too. She was buying all sorts of random shit. She had coupons for it, and then was an asshole about it. But this is like probably the second or third time I've been stuck behind someone, and it's so crowded that you can't leave your line. Once you commit, yep. you're fucked. Like, because if I go get in line, I'm going to be waiting just as long, if not longer, to try and get through. And you know, I had somebody at um, Meyer one time, same thing, you know, they had all of these bags and like they decided they were going to take that time to organize all of the things. Yep. And you're like, are you kidding me? So if you're going to bring your own bags and have a shit ton of coupons, please be conscientious. conscientious. Con- that word is not coming Conscientious. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, to those around you. And remember that everyone else has things to do besides wait behind your ass. So get your shit in gear and move. Did she pay, did she pay my check too? Uh, I don't know. I was texting Jared hilarious <laughs> gifts at that moment True. <laughs> instead of um, losing my shit on her for being an asshole. That's that's one of my pet peeves is when someone goes all the way through the checkout line and then starts filling out a check. Especially because nobody get a debit takes, card. Nobody nobody takes checks anymore. All of the check taking is it's all e check. All e check. So they hand you the check back. At that point, get a goddamn debit card. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you don't have a debit card and you're over the age of sixteen. Get a debit card. Yes. Yeah, that's always my that uh, that always kills me because you know they'll have a hundred things in line and they'll just be waiting there, and then they'll get the total and then they'll start filling out the check like they won't even have the check ready. 
Yeah, that's like at least have yeah. the check filled out. I, I have another one there. that is out there. Another adult like shopping etiquette: don't lie to the fucking cashier. Don't lie. I really, <laughs> if it wasn't Christmas and I was a meaner person, I almost told the ch- this chick at Torrid the other day that she should stop lying. I'm like, but she looked kind of scrappy, and I was afraid she's going to kick my ass, and I had to get out of there. We had things to go to. Um, but this lady came in to pick up her package that she'd ordered online to ship to store, which is one of my favorite things in the world. She ordered in October, and it arrived in the store November 6th, because the girl was like, well, it was checked in November 6th, and she was complaining that she'd emailed customer service, and it took forever for the thing to get shipped to the store, and the girl's like, well, we checked it in on November 6th, and she was complaining about how horrible the customer service is. I'm like, funny, because everything they do is automated, because it's the internet, and that's how they do things now. <laughs> so once your order ships from the warehouse, you get an automated email telling you it shipped. My guess is that automated email went to your junk mail, and you don't know how to check it because you're stupid. And now you're going to yell at the cashier that there's that it wasn't working. On top of which, who is like who is like five degrees removed from anything that you did? Right, has no <laughs> idea how their e-commerce system works. On top of that, the chick paid with PayPal, and the store can't refund PayPal because she paid PayPal. Yeah. She didn't pay the store. She paid PayPal, and PayPal paid the store. So, no, the store can't refund her money. You know, it's like, come on, lady. And she was, like, throwing a fit. Well, what do you expect me to do? Well, we expect you, if you're going to use things like PayPal and the Internet, to know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you say, I want to you go to PayPal's website. You click on your account and say, I want to return this. Yeah. And then they say, ship it to this address. Yeah. When it's received at that address, you get your money back. Kudos to the cashier. Round of applause because you know what? She goes, you know what? I understand the frustration and you've been through a lot. So what I'm going to do is I'll make an exception and I'll do this and my store will eat it and we'll give you the refund for your product. So good, 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 the the girl that was the that was handling the thing handled it very well. She was calm. She was cool. She was rational. So she didn't handle it like a jackass. But that customer, I wanted to throw my shoe at her for yeah, being see, just a I twat. Hate, but on the same token, like I'm against what that cashier did because you have to stop you have to stop giving these idiots everything that they want because mm-hmm. then they're just going to keep doing it. Right. Like, but unfortunately if she doesn't, that person, that chick's the one that's going to go complain on Facebook yeah. and tell everyone what a terrible person she is. So it's going to come down on her in the long run. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lose lose situation when you're on the other side of the counter, but it's totally. just like, I hate it when people play, especially, I, I especially hate the loyalty card. Uh-huh. Like, you know, someone's been a customer of ours for 17 years. Oh, it's amazing because we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary uh-huh. of the company. So that's, <laughs> kudos to you. Um, and the, First ease. They're right? just um, just ignorant and there's this sense of entitlement. Like, I've been paying my bill for, you know, two years. Well, and for two years we've kept your service on. So we held up our end of the bargain. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like... I hate it when when they get stuff that is, that I don't feel that they deserve because when I yeah. shop and I get something that's you know if I bought something like oh, the other day I bought uh, Jacob and Zach some Nerf guns for Walmart. they're five bucks at Walmart mm-hmm. one of them didn't work big surprise right am I going to go to Walmart and be like blah, 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 take this back no it's five dollars. 
stuff doesn't work sometimes. Right. Right. Doesn't and they'd be work. happy to exchange it too. They're not yes. going to argue with you about it. Exactly. Right, whatever. Here, give it to yeah. me. Uh, th- that's for the most part. I'll be like, hey, can yeah. you fix this? And most of the time, they're, right. they're like, yes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I've been with this company for so many years, and I've never had a problem, but if you don't fix this, I'm going to somewhere else. Bye. But that's not loyalty. That's convenience. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, loyalty is like, okay, you guys screwed up. Either admit it and fix it. Or go on about your day. Right. I just, oh. I just saw a meme on Facebook that said, I bought this here, you know, I bought this last week. And you're like, yeah, we haven't carried that in three years. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so true because we get so used to, you know, especially if you work for a store, you know what's in your store. Oh, God. You know, you know what product you carry. I SKUs memorized. It's right. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. That, 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 that's the, the shopping. I bought, I bought this Bluetooth speaker two weeks ago. Really? Because it says... You know, Bose SoundLink One, and this is the SoundLink Five, and they come up every year. So. I can can I tell can I tell a funny story about that? Of course. Okay, you can That's always cu- you can always cut me out later. Um, I, when I was working back for the Jules Oscos, um, there was a lady came in with an ear uh, thermometer. Right now, at that point, I'd been working in store three years. In the whole time I'd been in store. Uh, we were owned by Albertsons, mm-hmm. and at that time, our brand was Equaline, and before that, it was something else. But like Savon Osco was like has been gone from the store for like seven years at this point. Okay, like a few stores had some random Savon shit left over that shouldn't have been left over. But the store, particular store I was at, had been through a remodel. There was no way they. Anyways, she comes up with this crusty like <laughs> ear thermometer and is complaining that it's not working. You know, and we're like. And she wants to return it without a receipt. We're like, no. <laughs> but I bought it here, like, like last week, and it's not working. No, you didn't. You see here where your batteries say best of use by 1998? Right? <laughs> exactly. And like, no. No. No, you didn't. Um, yeah, no. I'm not returning your ear thermometer. Yeah, my favorite. Um, without its packaging or receipt. For those not in the know on the technical side of things, on the inside of your phone, there's a little white sticker with red X's on it. And if it gets wet, the red X's bleed and make the sticker pink. That's how we know if your phone got wet or not. And I had somebody, like, replace the sticker with, like, just, like, a tear-off piece of sticker and, like, put little X's on it. <laughs> and, like, you could see, like, because they weren't straight or anything and they were too big. It was obviously not the right decal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so when did the phone get wet? And they're like, it never got wet. And I was like, okay, well, here, let me show you something. And I shined a light inside the, the headphone jack. And I was like, you see all this green stuff? It's corrosion. It happens when looks like this got even salt water into it because it corroded really quickly and really thoroughly. Same thing here on your charging port. Well, but the indicator is fine. And I was like, well, the indicator actually looks like it's been replaced and drawn on. And, you know, they just kind of went, um... Nice try. And I was like, I give you props for trying. I really do. But there's several other things that we look for. And if you really want to, I'll exchange this out under warranty. But here's what's going to happen. It's going to get to the warehouse. The warehouse is going to say, "Uh, this isn't under warranty. And then they're going to bill you for it. So take this deal now or get billed for it in three weeks. (laughs) What do you want to do? Like, contrary to popular belief, we're not trying to screw you. (laughs) <laughs> the stuff that we do is to help you out. And don't be gullible and think that because something out there says it's shatterproof or breakproof, it's not going to break. Here's the thing. Those claims are based on test parameters. Yeah. It won't break under such and such conditions. 
Doesn't mean they're indestructible. We proved that wrong at Galleons with Nalgene bottles. <laughs> guess, guess what? They'll survive a drop from the second story, but they're not going to survive a semi-truck backing over them. <laughs> Did you... Allegedly. <laughs> Did you have any crazy Black Friday stuff happen in your store? Uh, not at my store, but then again, my position now is is very uh, back of house. Oh yeah, I know you probably have to. I don't know if you had anything like if you heard any stories like of stuff going crazy in your store. If you um, guys had anything, you know, any banana deals going on? Or no, trying to... we especially with the nature of uh, contracts and device payments in our industry. Right, you know, it's hard for us to have a doorbuster type sure. of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but my current store is right across the parking lot from a Walmart. From a Walmart? Yeah. <laughs> so in the Indiana? In the Indiana. You oh, mean man. the Florida of the North? Yeah, North Florida. So um, there were some sirens throughout the day. Were there really? Oh, yeah. oh man. Um, I'm going to assume there were fireworks involved at some point. <laughs> oh, so, man. Um, not sure what else those loud bangs could have been in an upscale place, but uh, can I ask a question of your opinion of the, like the now contracted payment plans? How you feel about them, like AT and T Next and whatever the Verizon mm-hmm. thing is called? I am absolutely fine with it. Yeah, and I wish like years and years ago people would say um, that because my my thing of it is is I know I know from being a salesman in that mm-hmm. um, environment, and I know from being a customer in that environment that it's not always explained the correct way. Like when I was in customer service, and people would come up to me with phones that were broken or out of warranty, or mm-hmm. likewise couldn't be replaced, they'd be like, "Oh, well, I'll just buy another one at, at you know two hundred bucks or something." I was like, "Well, it's not that price because you're not eligible to extend your contract." They wouldn't understand the actual cost of the device mm-hmm. when you consider what a cell phone is and what it's capable of, especially now with mm-hmm. these smartphones their full retail cost is five fifty six fifty seven hundred and fifty dollars you're in laptop territory mm-hmm. and i like the device payment because it explains that this thing that you're contracted to use for the next 24 months is more valuable than you think and you rely on it every day so take care of it and get insurance on it mm-hmm. and do this other kind of stuff i would be perfectly happy if we went to the european model because mm-hmm. there's no subsidy on that at all you're paying the full retail cost of that price boom done have a nice day and it's so much simpler than trying to finance it and your first payment is this and you'll have other payments as this or you know back when we had oh my god when i first started our blackberries because that was you know before iphones and everything like that you'd have the full retail price and you would get a discount for getting in on contract and you would get a discount for having a data plan on it mm-hmm. you get a discount for customer loyalty and there was like four or five different things until you got to the final cost of that device mm-hmm. and i would be absolutely perfect if they eliminated that completely yeah this is the cost Buy. yeah i mean like you go to best buy or wherever right now amazon and you buy an ipad you don't get it you don't get discounts and shit for the service on it you know you can i you can what i'm saying is is that but that model's adapt as exactly. adopting the other model exactly. versus mm-hmm. i yes it's it's a larger cost up front and then what you see is you see the american model of financing everything and Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, like um, when it comes to all the technologies and stuff, having children and having gone through all of the things, like I think it's you know we try and do things to like get around the cost of things sometimes, especially. Well, everybody wants a deal. Everybody wants mm-hmm. a deal, and so you know, rather than give our children an iPad, we're going to give them a secondary tablet or something right. else. And I, I'm always be encouraging of people to be like, I think you might want to rethink that, and like you don't understand how quickly they're going to pick up. 
yeah. your phone, your whatever, and realize that whatever thing they have is not even <laughs> close to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got Connor a Moby Go when he was probably, what, three or four, probably. Yeah, I think so. And even by the time Mara came around, she'd want to play it for a little while because it was, like, colored. Mm-hmm. But the games on it for two seconds weren't anywhere near what she could play on the iPad at that same sure. point, you know, just because of the age frame, you know. Cause, so we, we, we've, so every time I'm like, we've been there before, so, you know. That's the way it goes. So, Jared, do you have anything to add to shopping etiquette? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it just goes back to our be excellent to each other. Yes. And don't don't punch kids in the face and take things from them when you're at a freaking Black Friday event. And also, parents, don't take your kids to Black Friday because they'll get punched in the face. There were kids, at, uh, by the way, on Thanksgiving out shopping in the toy aisle. I was very confused as to why anyone would go shopping with their children on Thanksgiving or Black Friday and go down the toy aisle. The fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Uh, shout, out, shout out to Rodney from UTJH, but I still don't understand how he makes a tradition out of going Black Friday shopping. I have never been Black Friday shopping once. Probably because I'm always working, but... But at the same time, I just I don't get it. I went on Friday, Thursday this year, because I'm a terrible person. Claire the Tangenter. <laughs> Besides, we're already 45 minutes in, and we still have two more segments to go. Okay, through. well, let's move it on. <laughs> move right. it on up. Wrong theme song, Claire. It's white and nerdy. It's what? It's white and nerdy. White and nerdy, that's right. This is a other portion of a regular schedule program called White and Nerdy. They see me rolling. (laughs) (laughs) So far they often dump some white and nerdy. I'm white and nerdy. (laughs) I can't believe you've been jumping. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm browsing, inspecting, exit my, exit my comments, and watch me like my pens and pocket. I'm also protecting my ergonomic keyboard. Never leaves me bush. I'm allowed to build the browser media. Edit Wikipedia. I'm a browser here. Really, from the site or not? Have you already up on the web? Get to the websites. Do we made a homepage for my dog? Something like that. Whatever. You want to know why? I have a life. Yes. Peace. Now it is time for White and Nerdy. Today we saw a couple of trailers that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, I don't remember who makes it. Is it Fox that makes Independence Day, I believe? Yes. They, uh, they literally snuck out their trailer into football. I don't even know they were they were in the, they were actually making. I know there were been talks about ID two ID four two, but the only I, thing yeah. that I had seen on it on like screen rant and stuff like that is that Will Smith didn't want didn't want anything to do. Yeah, with I didn't hear anything about shooting plot. Yeah, like I knew that I knew that they were going to bring Jeff Golden Black, and I heard rumors that Bill Pullman was interested. But then all of a sudden, right. I look at the TV for some foosball, and there's Jeff Goldblum with his you know glasses and like half goatee going on, and I was like, huh. It looks like his character from Independence Day, and then aliens. <laughs> what threw me off was like, like how, like we didn't even know that it was that they were they'd started it, let alone gone to the point where they dumb. could release a goddamn trailer. Yeah, <laughs> right. I thought it was that um, movie preview we saw yesterday about the aliens. I was like, oh, Steve, uh, yeah, just I confused. Didn't, I knew it wasn't that? No, yeah. I thought like when I when I first looked up and looked at it because I wasn't expecting it, so I wasn't watching for it. I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was like. Uh, Battle LA two. Oh, I would also be interested. Right, but I was like, I was like, oh, they probably I could see them slamming one of these out without anybody knowing about it. I I, I had no idea that it was going to be that. And then you said, I thought I saw Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, 
oh, wait, and then Bill Pullman started to talk. I'm like, yeah, and then they do, you know, the greatest presidential speech of all time in the trailer. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. So we saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, that uh, that's, that's legitimately something to look forward to this summer after uh, the, the Civil War. Oh, yeah. And Civil War, I know everybody's probably that's listening is wondering what we got to say, what we want to say about Civil War. Uh, I'll be posting up a uh, complete Nurgrant segment. There will be two of them. There's going to be one about Civil War and then one about uh, Batman versus Superman that was had with uh, a bunch of teeks. myself and Steve and Kemmer. Uh, and then everybody else that was here. They got so upset about some things. You thought there was a lot of nerd yelling at Avengers? Woo! A lot of nerd yelling here, too. But what we're not going to do is I'm not going to make you guys sit through two and a half hours of it. I'm just going to post them up as two separate segments so you can uh, listen to them at your leisure. (laughs) And laugh. And no one slept, Jared. And it's true. Which was disappointing. Which was not true. That's not disappointing at all. It's always fun to watch you get slapped. So ID four too. We've we've kind of given these ratings before. We're waiting for a video where we can be first in line to see oh, it. First oh, first in line I to see it. There, yeah. I'll be there. I'll even take. My, I'll even make my kids watch it. I don't care if someone <laughs> says shit or fucking it. Absolutely. Wow, that was probably the most white trash thing I've said. <laughs> you do a marble hanging out your mouth. I know. <laughs> no, I think uh, that's going to be a day one, as close to day one as possible, yeah. I pick adventure for us and the kids. I'm totally and down. whoever else wants to go see it. The Kate. And the Steve. And the Steve. So that's that's happening. The uh, the other trailer that I was that I watched today, Steve, Steve had us watch, was uh, the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. Never remember correctly, Steve. You said your nephews really liked the first one as well, correct? I don't know if they've seen the the new one. Oh, okay. I've, I've indoctrinated them into the proper Ninja Turtles canon, oh, okay. uh, which they enjoy those films. Uh, particularly, like my brother seems to enjoy them as well. Like he came downstairs quoting it uh, when we were watching <laughs> it, and I was like wearing a Captain America T-shirt, no less. And I was like, I've never felt closer to you. Has <laughs> <laughs> this been a recent development for yeah. uh, Mister? I, Kenneth Barta? I don't. I don't remember him ever being interested in it when I was interested in it. Okay. So not I that mean, he wasn't. Is just not. Maybe yeah. The same time. And you know, I mean, he would have been. Uh, he'd have been a young adult at the time. He'd have been sixteen or so. So. Okay. Gotcha. He yeah definitely you know not while I was in the thick of it but apparently he enjoys them as a father now so that's great. That's cool. Um, Good way to bond with the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. Uh, I couldn't tell you if they've seen uh, the the more recent one gotcha. with uh, Megan Fox. I talked with someone and they'd said like they were really surprised that their younger siblings or nephews or whatever like really really liked it, despite all of the criticism that it, that it I garnered. really liked it. I mean, I I can get over the like whatever they wanted to do with the origin of it. I didn't really care. I mean, it, again, it's still ninja. It, 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 it was it's okay. turtles getting ooze on them, however which way, <laughs> yeah. and growing up to be. Ninja Masters. It actually made a little bit more sense. That you do. I'm assuming you watched the first one, like actually watched. Yeah, it, and yeah. I know the original background yeah, story right. from. Uh, you know Daredevil the fact that they that. were they were lab experiments. 
I was okay yeah. with it. It kind of sure. worked. The, yeah, the only thing that I did is like, oh, they were making foxes pets, and she let them out, and yeah. now she found them again. That was the only thing. That that was, if, if, that, if that's only, the thing that we're calling far-fetched yeah, in the entire story. <laughs> it's about teenage mutant ninja turtles. I actually read a really funny article. That are now fighting a giant rhinoceros and yes, Rock City and Bebop. Very excited Hell about that. yeah. Um, but I'm stoked. I read an article on BuzzFeed or something, or Nerdist or something that was a review of the first one and like, I went to go see it with the kids and I was like, what movie did they watch? Because the movie <laughs> they watched was not the movie I watched. They were like complaining about all these wide shots of like the billionaire's mansion and stuff and I'm like, you mean when the helicopter flew in and landed? That that ten second scene was your problem. It's the yeah, same thing. And that's like them looking at that's like them looking at that movie. Like I look at The Walking Dead through my eyes. It must it be. Can't get into. I must it. you know I must not be attached to anything so much because like I'm the one that's like you know as long as it's kind of entertaining I'm in you know yeah. I, although I don't know if there's anything I get super fired up about hating Twilight. <laughs> Stupid bitches in line in front of you that use coupons. Stupid, yeah. But I'm talking about in terms of like something that I have a connection to. Like, even though like I haven't seen the new gem in the holograms, and it looks like very different from that. But I was like, it still looks like a good movie. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm not like they've raped my childhood. I don't know. I think if they had screwed up the Hunger Games, you'd have been pissed. Yeah, you know what? And it's funny is we were watching the second Virgin today. You know, Allegiant or whatever it is. I don't remember. Insurgent. Insurgent. Um, and. I read the books. Hated the third book. I thought it, I thought they vanilla skied it. For spoiler alert, out there, I thought they vanilla skied it. Where the author went, "Fuck, I don't know where to go from here," and then made up something. <laughs> I was trying to write one book. Studio told me to write three. Yeah. Um, kind of like that. Orson Scott Card. But as I was watching the second one, I literally had zero interest in it. Like from someone that read the books kind of back to back to back, I was kind of like. I don't even have a desire to watch this movie because at this point it's so it feels like it, like nothing that nothing in the first fifteen minutes of it even remotely triggered a memory of re- having read the book. So sure. I was like, mm, and I'm pretty good at retention. That's why I was like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. So then I lost interest and stopped caring. Understandable. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. I uh, Rock City and Bebop. I'm interested to see what the other driving force of the movie is. It looks like Shredder. Like the newer version of Shredder's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about the portal in the middle of the sky. It's, it's it, in Turtles lore. That's got to be Dimension X. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's got to be. be. Yeah. It'll be. So. I think it'd be really cool if you get a Kang out of it or Krang out yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean. that'd be cool. I always get yeah. Kang and Krang mixed up because of Kang the Conqueror and Krang. Yeah, I always say it. Yeah, the opposite of the other. So, but Rex and Bebop look cool. And I like, I mean, they do. Like, it looks like the like they did good on the turtles. I like the interaction. I mean. This is going to kind of lead me into the uh, next thing I want to talk about real quick. But, you know, Stephen Amell's in it. So you got Green Arrow playing Casey Jones. Yep. And uh, so Alex. Is good. that who it was? I totally yeah. missed that. Yeah, Stephen Amell oh. playing Casey Jones. Mind you, I have to go back and now finish watching Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, you mm-hmm. guys should, uh, you guys should get into season four of Arrow. It's been very. That's good. There, there was something that showed up in an article I read because you know I do this a lot and read articles and then tell people I read articles um, that I was like, well, now I have to watch it because that's one of the whole points that that I was getting frustrated with originally, and I'm excited now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Arrow? Arrow. Yeah. Okay, maybe I have to get back into it. Mm-hmm. But and, and Flash season two has been has been steady as well. Excellent. Like after, after Flash stopped dicking around after like the first half of their first season when mm-hmm. they got to their whole 
you know, Wells is the bad guy trying to get Barry. And once they got into their main through arc for their story, that yeah. hit really good, and they've just kept going. Oh, so can I? Fit, can we stop watching the rest of season one and just jump right in at season two? Um, there's a couple good episodes, and there's some excellent acting and excellent scenes in the end of season one. So okay. watch it through. Okay, because that was my problem with season one was I'm like, but I've already watched this episode four times. Yeah. Like, uh, exchange no. out bad guy here. Oh, it's the same episode. Yeah, the, okay. especially, I, I'll, I'll look it up exactly, but I'm thinking the last four episodes are probably what, what you need to Okay, see. okay. Excellent. We'll Fair have enough. you look at that later. Sure. Um, so that kind of brings us back to uh, Arrow, and we're going to go on our little uh, white and nerdy uh, fun adventure here. Who's back in Arrow, Steve? Uh, Colton Hayes is going to be coming back as uh, Arsenal for at least one episode. Doing so. quadruple somersaults. I hope. For no reason. <laughs> From two feet. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yes. Something that could easily be accomplished with a punch. He's going to flip up across the wall and do 18 cartwheels. Because Arsenal. So Arsenal. does he take over Mag Negro's place? Copyright UTJH and Flores? Um, potentially. What's he coming back for? I mean, like, um, is there some driving force in the storyline that's, that's, yeah, that's where he's got to come back? Or, yeah. Okay, something you don't want to talk about, hashtag spoiler alert. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, is this, like, season four stuff? Yeah. Is, so, is he coming back after the mid-season break, or? Yeah, they just had their mid-season finale, which okay, was so episode what? nine. Okay, so, so okay. he'll be back. Uh, I believe when the article I read uh, is he'll be back for episode 12. Okay, okay, so we need to get on episode four, then, before... The new season comes. Ah, uh, correct. You okay. Need to, you need to get up. Do on I that. need to deal at all with season three? Um, no, not particularly. Ask questions as I need. Yeah, just go. Okay. Yeah, because I was bored out of my mind. Season three was getting same thing. Season three was like the first season of Flash. It was just like I, I I've agree. seen this episode before, and I've seen this episode before. Yes, Laurel is pissed. I we we've established that. Yeah. And then the other thing that um, I got to say is that one of my one of my other friends really said that this season of Agents of Shield mm-hmm. has been awesome. Hmm. This season, like I know that we had like the thing last year with the fallout and everything, but I don't. Have you been watching the season? I have not seen because I kind of gave up on it last season at the season finale when you made fun of it, and I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with you, and I hadn't really watched it since then. But they said like this season is like on point. Like, yeah, I mean. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. I think I think I'm just gonna kind of clear. If I don't have to wait for you, Claire, I think I'm just gonna rip through it. Okay. Because and then tell you whether or not you need to watch it because okay. you can do that for me for Flash. And then yeah. We'll, then we'll watch Arrow together. Sounds like a plan. Because I don't have the patience for Flash because I don't care about guys running fast. So that brings me Susan. to the other small screen Marvel property that I want to talk about. And this little bit of an extended white nerdy session is uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, We've amazing. all seen it, Steve. Uh, amazing. Better or worse than Daredevil? Um, different. Uh, I give them both solid A's. Okay. Would you... Okay, so I guess the question is, is that if you had to watch one series versus the other... Okay, let's put it like this. If, you're, if you had to watch season two of Daredevil or season two of Jessica Jones, which one would you watch? Daredevil. Daredevil okay. first. I agree. Yeah. I lo- And I love Jessica Jones. It has nothing yeah, I mean, to do I'm with not, Jessica Jones. It just has no, to do with the... Just, I, yeah. The but, one is um, more my style. Right. And I just, like, it was... Because I, I really liked it because I didn't know anything about her. Like, I was able to go in, especially, especially with her being a newer Marvel creation, mm-hmm. you know, within the past 20 years. It's it's really kind of cool. Actually, what, past 15 years she came back, she came out. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of cool to see a new property do well and really kind of set the stage well, for a few other items. I, I particular there's a couple things that I really like about, about Jessica Jones is that, let's be honest here, she's 
fourth tier at best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Kilgrave, a.k.a. the Purple Man, you know, F-list villain. Like, yeah. Not even, not even top tier. But the, the way that they played him, and bravo David Tennant. Oh, that was bravo. awesome. Um, to make him absolutely terrifying because he can just control you. Can I pop in for one second Absolutely. here on this? I really don't mean to interject, but I'm going to do it. Is that one of the articles that I, that I like headlines that I saw that as I was going before I watched it that I saw when they were talking about when they were, everybody got their early release like footage for and everything goes Marvel's first horror or scary movie style property and the way that they played it like it wasn't a horror movie quote unquote but I, it was a very it was a it was a suspense it's it was really, a, it was a yeah, suspense it's, thriller it's very psychological it was a very kiss the girls type yeah. you know like oh and i thought they did a really good job of that. so keep going so purple man david tennant sorry yeah and i mean to to make him legitimately terrifying in a very different sense that you know the kingpin or ultron or somebody like that yeah. is is scary to have just some dude who's going to ha- literally have his way with you for no other reason than he's bored Mm-hmm. A very terrifying and very real, even though it's you know dealing in mind control and powers and stuff like that. A very real fear for a lot of people. Yeah, and I thought the subversiveness of that was amazing. And the way yeah. they played it, to where it's like, I mean, literally, it is it or figuratively, it's it's mental rape. Yeah. The yeah. Time. And I mean that that whole being forced to do something you don't want to do, whether it be physical, mental, whatever, mm-hmm. and that thing that people deal with that I mean people that have mental disorders that deal with the way a disorder runs their life or a way mm-hmm. uh, an addiction runs their life you know I think that a lot of people could probably identify really close to that that would find that even more menacing or even more uh, you know affecting yeah. when they watch mm-hmm. it so I, I think Marvel did a really good job keying in on that without it being because it, it, he doesn't come off rapey but what he no. does is rapey. Yeah. Like, I liked how they kind of like portrayed it almost as like, because his character especially like didn't think what he was doing was wrong. He really, he's like, well, I'm, I'm giving you all these wonderful things. Yeah. Right. You know. And that's, it's, it's that kind of, that kind of, you know, power exchange and the, the mentality of it that I think makes him scary because aside from the fact that he has a metaphysical ability to make you do whatever he wants, there are people out there exactly like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've done this for you. You owe me. Yeah. Right. There are. And I think that plays really mm-hmm. well or, you know, is going to be really identifiable, as Jared said, to a lot of a demographic. And bravo to, to Marvel for... for you know, knocking that just straight out of the park. Loved Kristen Ritter. Have loved her for a long time. Like, is she John Ritter's daughter? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I really, I can check for you. But I just, I've liked her back, uh, the V from Apartment 23 I era. I, I, that was like one of the things I was talking about when we were on UTGH. I was like, I love the casting. Because they were like, oh, she's not, you know, pretty. I'm like, I love the, the casting's perfect. They, they yeah, don't think, think she's pretty? pretty. No, not not. Oh. They just don't think. They didn't think there. There were other people that are that were mentioned to be the, the mm-hmm. oh. uh, actors for it or actor yeah. for it. And I think they. I think they cast it perfectly. Yeah. I love her. Marvel tends to cast things. Yeah, they're. I haven't been upset uh, with any of their cast. Luke Cage. Yeah. Perfect. Straight casting. on. Yeah. Oh my god! Those I can't are. wait to see that. I mean, in the, in the foreshadowing, and this isn't spoilers or anything, so you don't have to worry about listening. We're not going to spoil anything. But, like, the 
the foreshadowing that comes out of this as this as this storyline develops that you know is going to happen in the Heroes for Hire like realm yeah. that the small screen Netflix stuff is bringing together mm-hmm. with Luke Cage, Iron Fist, I mean Moon Knight. It's all Daredevil, you know. I mean, like that whole Hell's Kitchen area. Yeah. If they, I mean, they're two for two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I've been rewatching Daredevil and catching a couple of things that I missed the first time, or that I understand better now, having seen it as a complete series. Mm-hmm. That you know, they're they're working towards something, and when they finally get around to you know Defenders, you know, which will be like Daredevil season four or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It's it's something to really look forward well, to. Go ahead. No, um, I don't want to spoil too much of our fun-filled Captain America debate, but this kind of lends into it in that I really think how Marvel set it up is like because there was a lot of debate. I'll just shorten it. There was a lot of debate on Captain America about you know the whole um, registry and blah 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 blah. But I really think that these are really kind of setting it up to be us. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this really, especially if you take the whole Marvel Universe as a yes. whole, if you bring in these series in context with that, it makes what they've done to Civil War or what we think they've done to Civil War make a lot more sense. And you can also have your you can also have your big budget films be your giant size issues while you have all your small screen stuff playing the, the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Where the majority of Civil War played out. Yeah. yeah, in the in the secondary properties. Yeah, and aside from you know Captain, you know the main Captain America series is pushing through. So is Iron Man, mm-hmm. but so is five other properties yeah. so every are, month. You know, so is New Warriors. Yeah, New so Warriors. Is, yeah. You know everything yeah. that's off in the corners. Yep. You know, getting their getting their light shed on them, and you know that's that's the thing that I think Marvel was going for with Jessica Jones is okay. We've shown you that we can do the big movies about the main cast. We've shown you we can take an A property like Daredevil and mm-hmm. reinterpret it in this kind of sprawling epic. Okay, right. now we're going to take this tiny little corner that you've never heard of, and we're going to shove it in your face, and you're going to like, it. and you're going to like it. Yep. I mean, and. Sorry to say it, but ergo, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, that was a BC list property yeah. that they turned into an A. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did great. And the one thing that I really do like about what uh, the studio heads that kind of dealt, or the guys that did, somebody from Marvel that's over the properties. You know, somebody one interview asked him, you know. Well, where are the defenders and everybody going to kind of fit into the into the whole Infinity Gauntlet thing? And he goes, "There's not really a place for them there." He goes, "They wouldn't fare very well," no. which is the exact right thing because yeah. literally, if you look at any of the superheroes or the major big properties, aside from maybe Luke Cage at this point, mm-hmm. any one of those villains or heroes could instantly murder any of the of the defenders. Or, I mean, it's. Yeah, they don't. Like, they don't fit into the Infinity War. No, not as major players. Maybe as like, hey, we need you to go take this thing over there. Go, go run this errand for mm-hmm. me. They're not more than anything. Like you start talking about like big scale war and stuff. They're the people that are you know they're the secondary soldiers where like the big hit players are the ones. Right, they're your infantry, not your special. They're forces. Your infantry. Yeah, they're your infantry, not your special forces. Right. You got it. So uh, Jessica Jones, is awesome. And then I kind of want to wrap up adult. I mean, uh, white and nerdy with Steve. You finally saw. Uh, Ant Man. I know I kind of went on my spiel on how much I liked it in uh, uh, was we were on um, the drunks. Das drunks. Das drunks. We're on das drunks, which is the drunks. But uh, yeah, we were on that when I kind of went into my Ant Man thing. So what did you think of it? Um, solid B. 
Okay. Um, I liked it. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it was the greatest superhero movie of all time, as it was like billed by, uh, you know, on the cover and um, who was it? Uh, I think it was our uh, R. Martin, you know, guy who wrote the uh, Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones stuff, said it was his favorite movie, his favorite superhero movie since Spider Man, and um, I, I don't agree. I don't think there was anything necessarily bad about it. Um, it's it's an origin story, and and I, I've seen enough origin stories at this point. Yeah, as you were saying earlier, you're kind of over the whole origin. Like, yeah, I mean, like, oh, uh, it's it's funny to watch him, you know, jump and smack into doors because he doesn't understand how to use his powers. You know, great. But, I need a wooden sp- spoon. Yeah, but you know, we saw that with Spider Man and him swinging into the wall. We saw it with Tony shooting himself into the ceiling when he was first trying to get. Like, I, I get it. There's the there's the comedy of them getting their feet under them, but I'm over it. See, I feel like we haven't had an origin story in a while outside of the newer Spider-Man, which I'm not going to count because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been over a decade since Iron Man came out, right? The first the- 2003. Uh, yeah. No, it was Iron Man two came out in '08 or '09. Iron Man so one Iron though Man is when he was 06. shooting himself through the thing. Yeah, but that was '06. Yeah, but that's almost it. a decade ago. So um, Connor loved it. Loved Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man's I mean, really way up on his list. I don't know why it speaks to him so much, but it does more so than some of the other ones for sure. When she's Paul Rudd's more like a child than all the other ones. Huh? I, I, well, is Paul I, Rudd's more of a child than the other? Well, ones? I yeah. think it's because you know Stephen Lang is is your everyman in this. Mm-hmm. He's not you know a billionaire. He's not a soldier. He's not a god. Yeah. He's a dude. Yeah, but I don't think you'd expect an eight year old to like sympathize with that. Yeah, but. He he gets it though yeah. on that level. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I'm pretty good with that uh, white and nerdy. Woo-hoo. Yeah. All right. This uh, moves us on to <laughs> my favorite topic each week: the hashtag Florida story of the week. Get your pipe. I do. You got your hat. Yes, sir. Do you have your degrees in murderology and murderonomy? Yes, I do. So, Steve. I, I feel they're underutilized in this segment. There hasn't been a whole lot of murder going on before. Oh, we'll fix that soon. Oh. All right, then. It's almost Christmas time. Foreshadowing. It's almost Christmas time. You know that somebody's going to get <laughs> shot at the dinner table or some shit like that. It's not Santa, is it? It's not Santa. Okay. So, Steve, let's say you're a flirt, man. Again. <laughs> yep. Well, let's say that you decide that it's going to be a fun day. Or night, even, to go get yourself and your best girl some fun things from other people's houses. What? Let's even say that you may be burglaring other people's houses. Burgling or robbing? (laughs) I even like it. So, Steve, you go out to go burgle some people's houses. The cops get calls about you and your buddy wearing black. Walking behind other people's houses. <laughs> and they're hot on your pursuit. Uh-oh. They're hot on your tail in pursuit. Uh-oh. Steve, what, what do you think happens to you? Um, let's, let's say, Steve, that, that your best girl... Let's say your best girl says you were never seen from again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so where's those degrees at, Steve? Oh, God, please <laughs> tell me I was eaten by an alligator. Steve, you were eaten by an alligator. Oh, no. <laughs> what? 11-foot gator eats burglar. Florida oh, man's shit. body was found 10 days later. Dude, this... an 11-foot gator is no joke, man. No, that's a big gator. That's an old-ass alligator. This is from the Sarasota, Sarasota patch. And Steve, you can see what you look like right here. 
Ah. Handsome devil. Okay. Palm Bay, Palm Bay Flirt, a 23-year-old man reportedly out to burglarize a few homes in Brevard County, found out the hard way that crime doesn't pay. According to the Brevard County Sheriff's Office, a burglary suspect they were looking, actively looking for on November 13th realized deputies were hot on his trail and chose to hide near Barefoot Bay Lake. Uh-oh. That decision proved what, Steve? Uh, fatal. Correct. <laughs> While hiding near the water, it seems the burglary suspect, identified as Matthew Riggins, ran afoul of an 11-foot alligator. Oh, Jesus. Seeing easy prey, the, the gator attacked. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Riggins... Let me hide under this log. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That ain't no log! Uh, Riggins, the sheriff's office, said drowned as a result of that attack. His body, however, wasn't found until 10 days after the initial initial burglary call. Oh, uh, so he got drugged down into the fucking water and death Yeah. He, uh... So you go ahead and read this, and he, uh, he actually told his girlfriend that he was going with his buddy to go commit burglaries. It was around 2 a.m. when he took off, and he was being pursued. Uh, he and his buddy were out there. His buddy got picked up, and uh, they are he's not, re, uh, he's not cooperating. But... Uh, yeah, they. Uh, it took ten days to find his body. So could you imagine, like, so they were looking for this guy. He was a missing person for ten days, and then they found him drown. That, that's the cause of death. That's not what the body's condition well, that, was. Well, well, okay. So let's put this in perspective. An eleven foot long alligator probably weighs in the six to seven hundred pound category. Oh yeah. So easily three times this guy's size and solid muscle. So even if it and armor, yeah. Even if it didn't want to kill him, it could have just been like, "You're in my fucking lake, and I'm going to hold you underwater until you leave my lake." It's alligator logic. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? There ain't no amount of swimming or kicking or punching that gator that you're going to do. You're done. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty much of the ways that I want to go. Being mauled or abused by an animal is close to not any of them. <laughs> I mean... Sounds legit. It, like, you know, in my sleep, you know. When you're 95. 95, you know, not like in a fire, drowning. Yeah. So not only... Okay, so drowning terrifies me to begin with. Yeah. Let alone being drug under the water by a fucking dinosaur. Let's just say two of my greatest fears. I feel like Archer right now. Let's say (laughs) only thing worse could be having a fucking brain aneurysm when I'm under the water. Well, actually, that might be preferable. (laughs) Yes, please. Actually, you're right. So, Steve, let's say you're another flirt of man. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Is this his buddy now? Possibly. Uh Oh. Let's say that you're a flirt of man, and you're gonna try and find some money as well. No. You're going to go with the more traditional route, and you're going to rob a convenience store. Oh, well, safer that way. And you know that this convenience store may or may not have cameras, so you're going to disguise yourself. (laughs) Steve, as a flirt of man. Richard Nixon. Nope. (laughs) How are you going to disguise yourself? Um, Barack Obama. Let's think more... uh, Let's let's go uh, along the lines of more uh, what's we're for more pop culture at this point in time. Pop culture, huh? something that may be real important coming out soon. Donald Trump. Ooh, no, damn. Think nerdier uh, and darker. Darker and nerdier. Maybe coming out this weekend. Chewbacca. Ooh, close. No. <laughs> Florida Man and Darth Trooper. Florida Man and Darth Vader uh, mask robs convenience store. 
He escaped in a silver auto, not a Death Star. This is from Huffington Post. Obviously, Jacksonville Sheriff's deputies arrested a man on Sunday who allegedly attempted to rob a convenience store while wearing a Darth Vader mask and chest plate with picture around 5.30 in the morning. And white sack with dollar sign on it. The suspect later identifies Jacob Jeremy Mercer. Never trust a man with two first names was carrying a silver handgun, not a lightsaber, according to Jacksonville.com. Good job, Jacksonville.com. Funny joke. <laughs> Police said when the 32-year-old Mercer showed the pistol and demanded money from the clerk, the employee responded by chucking a jar of blue cheese dressing at the suspect. Naturally. The jar of dressing hit Mercer in the face. The man inside the store who asked to be identified only as Ricardo witnessed the altercation. The man being a little frightened by it. Ugh. He ran to his car, sped off driving recklessly to a stop sign, took a right, blah, blah, blah. He obviously had blue cheese in his visor. Look at his busted ass face from the blue oh. cheese dressing. Oh, that's a face only a mother could love. Oh, man. Police said they found several handguns and ammunition in Mercer's backpack. Yeah. Smart. Doesn't matter. He probably couldn't shoot anybody anyway because he'd miss him because he's just a glorified stormtrooper. Dun, dun. Bum, 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 ba-dum, bum, ba-dum. <laughs> That's all I've got for the show, man. You got anything else? Uh, well, of course, please listen to all the shows on the Disease Network, including the flagship, You're Gonna Get a Disease. The sister show to the flagship, On um, That Just Happened. Our very own Mama Claire on the Vagina Dialogues. Woo-woo. Listen to us, Something Gate. When we get to recording again. <laughs> and Dust Drunks, when they get drunk. Absolutely. And then be sure to listen and check out all the uh, one-off shows and some of the uh, Raised in Bellwood stuff that Nick's been doing. And be sure to check out Dork County. That's uh, Nick Prohl's comic that he's been making every day. It's been really funny lately. Yep. Stay tuned for uh, future developments in Open Mike Nikes and St. Baldrick's coming up soon as well. Ooh. And be sure to stay tuned for uh, after you be there. Four episodes left of Season 1. We're going to end Season 1 at Episode 30, and we're going to transition into Season 2 with a couple more changes. Oh, snap. So thanks for listening to us. This has been Jared. I'm Steve. I'm Claire. You want to remember, haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate. Gators are going to gate. And Pippin is what easy ain't. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's been Something Gate. Bye. Bye.